welcome to selfdiscoveryradio.com. With over 1,400 shows, we have the answers for you. Enjoy your listening on selfdiscoveryradio.com. Hi, everyone. This is Suma Nathan, your snake oil woman, with my fantastic co-host, Bill Smokin' Dog Mackey. And our special guest today is Craig Carroll, who wrote a fascinating book and has a very fascinating story to tell us about a healing situation, which you are going to be amazed to hear. So, Craig and Bill, here we are, and let's get started. Thank you very much. So, where would you like to start your story? Uh, There you're throwing me for a a loop. (laughs) Uh, It's a fascinating um, story. All right, allow me to start with how the 38 years of insulin-dependent diabetes came about. Oh, okay. Uh, Now, give our audience needs to know that we're not talking about something you went through. Say again? Yeah. Before you get to that, you have to tell our audience who you're actually talking about because this isn't something you personally went through. It's something your wife went through. Correct. Right. So... All right. Maybe maybe tell a little bit about her. I will life condition, and then we'll get up to the other and how it other started aspect, and how it all started and how it and, started and from that right. standpoint. Okay. At the age of my my late wife's name is Shirley. Um, okay. And you will read in the book I created a chapter called Shirley's Law, which encompasses the seven products, processes, and techniques that I engaged in the hospital after she was diagnosed with the deadly MRSA staph infection. Now, come back to her life. Uh, when she was 16, the uh, family went on a skiing trip in New Mexico. She had an accident, broke her back. And in the treatment of that, they found out her blood sugar was something like 500. And from then on, I mean, she was into the whole of insulin-dependent diabetes. Her father worked for Roman Haas Chemical Company, where they routinely worked with the toxic chemical benzene. Uh Benzene is a cheap solvent. It is a part of every drop of crude oil that comes out of the ground. And as far back as the 1890s, and this is Shirley's research. She found this in researching her father's death from Mm -hmm. AML, which is acute myelogenous leukemia, a.k.a benzene poisoning mm-hmm. and and in her research and she went into the national chemical manufacturers association website and found this information but as far back as the 1890s the doctors and the scientists of the day knew that benzene caused diabetes cancer and was toxic to all life uh, her father literally and this is in the 50s and the 60s uh, he brought this stuff home you know, his boots, his clothes, mom dutifully washed everything and all the family stuff, you know. Four of the five members of this family were gone uh, through not very pleasant circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I can tie all of it to the benzene. Uh, in the first 21 years of Shirley's life, before I came along, uh, she had a, a couple of miscarriages, uh, a stillbirth which haunted her the rest of her life, Kidney issues, teeth issues, eye issues. And uh, some of it is just really, really mean. Uh, she 
said for a while she was on uh, addicted to pain meds from all the dental work that had to be done. Huh. Uh, yeah. Again, in, in one person, it may be the teeth that get hammered so bad. Someone else, it'll be the kidneys. Someone else, you know, another part of the body. But what I've learned in my own research, which is extensive uh, now, I'm 21 years into this stuff, mm-hmm. uh, it, no matter what kind of diabetes a person has, it goes after the heart. And I know I'm bouncing around, but in this heart institute where we were at the end of her life, they couldn't do a bloody thing for her heart. Yeah. And, and we, we had this extraordinary surgeon. We were supposed to meet him uh, first thing Monday morning for a consult, and hopefully he was going to do bypass surgery on Shirley and buy us more time. Because as we spoke a few minutes ago about meeting other people who'd done the impossible, we knew somewhere out there we were going to find all the keys for Shirley. We were just absolutely certain. And just so you know, we did. Right? Mm-hmm. It took us seven and a half years to find what I engaged at, in the hospital, which, again, I, I mentioned Shirley's Law, what I, and we didn't have a name for it back then. I, I named that after she passed. And, yeah. Uh, so and it, started at, to, it started at a very young age. Well, they, and the doctors just went ahead and called it adult onset. They didn't bother to even investigate how this happened to her. And when we met, uh, after a couple of dates, and because and, she was a little nervous about letting me know. I mean, she was wearing an insulin pump back in those days. And uh, uh, Anyway, I, once I understood, I, first, one of my first questions was, how did this happen to you? And she didn't know. She didn't know the truth until she started researching her father's death and found this benzene information. Now, I doubt, I mean, that was mm, at least 21 years ago. Uh, you probably can go into the National Chemical Manufacturers website and you won't find this information anymore. Uh, if it is out there, that would be a neat trick. Uh, now, that is just one of many, many Things, ugly things that benzene does to any human and any animal. It <laughs> doesn't matter. If it's alive, benzene will make it sick and eventually dead. That's how okay. ugly this stuff is. Hmm. Agent Orange, which most everyone knows. That's my generation. Yes. And I'm a, I'm a vet from that time frame. Uh, the, the, ben, the Agent Orange formula starts out with dioxin, which is nasty all by itself, but it has, when you read the formulation, you find out there's benzene in the dioxin formula. Mm -hmm. Now, what they did to make it into Agent Orange, the Monsanto people, and I call them Monsatan, uh, is they they added more benzene to the dioxin formula. Now, my wife, who never got near Vietnam, had so many of the same issues that veterans who served there and got exposed to Agent Orange had. They had cancers, all kinds, uh, reproductive issues. Uh, we've got third-generation children of Vietnam veterans who have a host of issues that doctors don't know how to fix, and yet they're strapped with this, and it's all because of the benzene. They just talk about Agent Orange without going into the real culprit in this story. Uh, and I don't want to get into an argument with anybody. I mean, dioxin by itself is ugly, right? but mm-hmm. it's the benzene. So is ba- benzene part of Agent Orange? Yes. Yes, yes. yes. it's a major additive they it. put into it. 
Yeah. Huh. And, and if you, you allow start me. off with dioxin, which is a very, yeah, uh, it, it's toxic on its own. Mm-hmm. But in order to elevate its effectiveness, uh, it, Asian orange was actually developed as a, as a pesticide. And it herbicide. didn't work. Or herbicide. It didn't work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, when they tried it on plants, mm-hmm. uh, not only did it kill all the pesticides and pests, it killed, the plant. It, it killed every. Well, it did worse killed than that. It, it rendered the ground totally infertile. Yes. Like, oh, it, it, did, it, didn't, it didn't just get rid of the problem, it just sterilized the whole environment. I wouldn't use the word sterilize. <laughs> well, it killed everything, but it didn't sterilize anything. Well, it made it so it made the ground so you couldn't grow anything back in it. It just right. sure. it totally shot to hell. And, sure. and what's happening right this minute in Vietnam to millions of Vietnam Vietnamese people? Yeah. Uh, there are second and third generations who cannot conceive because it's in the ground and in the water. Everything. And it, it's yeah. also been genetically passed down. Yeah, the, uh, the human body has actually started to evolve to say and, and starting to make it as part of the way the human body is going to be built from now on. These yeah. are the things we don't realize. And, and when we start screwing around with genetically modifying organisms is the impact it has on our evolutionary process. Yes. So these, these third and fourth generation people that are coming out now, they have a super high tolerance, a much higher tolerance to benzene in their systems. Because their body is actually biologically different than ours now. It's evolved in an entirely different way than ours has. Well, and some of the side effects that are coming out of that, as you pointed out, is high levels of sterility. They cannot yeah. reproduce. Yeah. Or if, if they can reproduce, the first question is everything there. Yeah. All right? Because there's so many deformities that are unfortunately Coming still. about now. Yes. Yes. To, get, to give people an idea of something that happened here in North America, and it wasn't that long ago, uh, back in the 50s and 60s, there was a drug called thalidomide. Yes. That's and right. this was a drug that was given to pregnant women uh, to help them with, you know, whatever it was. Uh, morning sickness. Morning sickness and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. I worked really great. Like, women were loving this stuff. <laughs> but... Mm. <laughs> What happened? After, after about a year of them using this on pregnant women, all of a sudden, babies were being born with totally deformed limbs. Yes. yes. They, they had arms that looked like flippers off of a dolphin. Or no arms or at all. Or no arms at all. Or legs yeah. that were... They, yeah. I mean, I have a friend who, had, who was a thalidomide child. Oh. And it, it... I mean, he had amazing life. He, he never held it. He never let it stop him, but... When you saw that the effects that it had, and because of the 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 evidence, the, the physical evidence that this was clearly uh, these birth defects were clearly caused by the inappropriate use of thalidomide, uh, the FDA did did get involved in it and they banned the use of it. So just to rest assured that the FDA does actually work in situations, but Unfortunately, it, it only is effective when you have something that's so bloody obvious. These things that we're talking about, that we're presenting here and we're talking about here, are things that aren't obvious. We're only discovering these things three and four generations down. This was well, thalidomide affected the next generation. It was bloody obvious what went wrong. Yeah. And so what we have now is we have all of these trickle-down things. Yeah, we do. And let's, let's hear Greg 
Let's get back to your story. Sorry for that. All right. Let me share this one little part of, of my benzene uh, research uh, yeah. so that you have and, and the, the listeners have some idea where this stuff is. Mm-hmm. It is benzene is a two to three percent component of all gasoline. Yeah. All right. Now, how many tens of millions of gallons of that do we blow every day now? Sure. Benzene is it bioaccumulates in the body because our bodies were never designed for this kind of toxic chemical. That's and what happens? It'll it'll park this it'll put a fat cell around this toxic stuff because it doesn't know how to fool with it, all right? And it'll put it over here in an old injury or a joint or fat cells, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and with the attitude of I'll come back and deal with this later. And if you don't run into someone like me, as and I don't want to sound like an arrogant twit, but uh, if you don't, you don't know how to get this stuff out of the body safely. And, and I'm sure you know about people getting mercury, uh, you know, in the mercury amalgams out of their mouth. Well, you can't go to any dentist and do this. If you don't go to a guy who specializes or a gal who really knows their stuff, you can get more poisoned getting the, the poison out of you than leaving it in. And, and benzene will work that same way. Uh, it's in glues. It's in all fuels. All right, everything that's hydrocarbon, you're going to find some benzene in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we go into uh, women's feminine products, yeah, methylparaben, polyparaben, propylparaben, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. BEN is benzene. And what? And and you'll see this in the book. Uh, Shirley found this research document. And it's just absolutely incredible what this man produced for us. And I, put the, I just put the thing as she had it and, uh, in its entirety as its own chapter. But it's titled Benzene, Lubricants, and AIDS. Now, when you take the benzene symptoms over here on the left and you put <laughs> AIDS symptoms over here on the right, you can move them in together and you cannot tell the difference unless you are a very efficient medical professional. All right. Many, many people have been diagnosed with AIDS that had benzene poisoning. And here they make up this crazy cocktail and treat you for AIDS when you got benzene poisoning. And, of course, it just destroys the person's immune system. And next thing you know, I mean, they, they become an opportunistic uh, location for anything to take them out. Uh, this, on that same tangent, in gay men's lubricants, you will find benzene and it was put there intentionally that's the other ugly thing that we found intentional okay yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. this wasn't done by a guy like me i'm a college dropout they won't let someone like me near their formulations just like the food technologist Mm -hmm. who put msg in your food msg another toxic exactly yeah if you want to get rid of obesity in the united states take msg out of the food chain 50% 50% of the kids right now. not going to do that. There's too much money in it. I know. I know. I, <laughs> yeah, it's a whole story. If, if possible, because what that does, and, and, and amongst uh, the other things, is it shuts down our satiety device, that part of us that says, I'm full, uh-huh. I had enough. All right? And so mm-hmm. kids in particular will sit there, and they keep shoving it in, and they put on excess calories they don't need, can't work off. Sure. All right? Uh, well, this is done by food technologists and MDs, PhDs, right, who, if they don't know, <laughs> my opinion, somebody ought to take them out and shoot them. They should know all this stuff. They've had years and years of 
every kind of chemistry you can name. And for them not to know what these things do, hydrogenated oils, they use the, they use the heavy metal nickel to hydrogenate something. And when they hydrogenate it this way, it doesn't do any, there's, there's no nu- nutritional benefit from it. There's no therapeutic benefit from it. All it does is extend the shelf life of that oil so you can use it more. And in sure. the fast food world, uh, you know, that's big bucks. But it is very difficult to get out of the human body, and it is very bad for any of us. And, and oh, let's see, canola. Yeah. You guys familiar with canola? Yeah. I wrote okay. a whole article on canola oil and how toxic it is. Okay. And yet, so you, in every grocery store, it's on the shelf. It's in over 5,000 food products as is aspartame NutraSweet. Yes, right. Yeah, all right. Now, <laughs> it's called Excito, Excited Toxins, which Dr. Yes. Baylock has written a full book on excited yep. toxins. Well, when you look in right. my bibliography, you're going to find that book. <laughs> Are you? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I know who Russell Blaylock is. I'm grateful for the man. Yes, and he is work. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Shirley, again, I want everyone to understand that Craig didn't put any of this stuff together. Shirley made it all available. So all I had to do was sit and make sure I put it in the right place and all that beyond. But she's the one who did all the research in our house. Yeah. Uh, And of course, it's obviously more than trickled down to me. Yeah. Uh, I just want to back up a bit because you... Go ahead. A couple of minutes ago, you mentioned something that was really important. Uh, And as I mentioned, when we had a little pre-talk there, the previous episodes we've had on the show were... Um, the external toxins that manifest into cancers in our body. Mm-hmm. And we spent two shows uh, basically talking about feminine hygiene products, baby products. And folks, like I say, here's another guy who is totally unaware of the other two shows who's telling you exactly the same thing. And he's brought <laughs> even more evidence of other things that they're putting into these same products yeah. that are that are actually the causes of your cancers. Stop using them, and guess what? Well, yeah, you know, Kotex may go out of business, which I doubt, but you will live a healthier, happier, more productive life. It's that simple. Yes. It's a yep. good thing we're not, Prevent- we're not mentioning any, Can- any brand names. Yeah. Cancer. <laughs> oh, I don't mind. Oh, <laughs> I didn't really mention Merck, did I? Okay. Merck, that's okay. That's <laughs> well, all right. It, and Monsanto, we, we didn't mention Monsanto either. So. Oh, no, no. That was, <laughs> Bill, that was Monsanto, not Monsanto. Oh, oh right? sorry, sorry. I misinterpreted. That's all right. I call it Monsanto, too. It's okay. So the, the, the yeah. point is, and, and what we've been trying to, to educate you on is 90% of the cancers that people contract are preventable. Yes. They're exactly preventable. Right. Only 10% of the cancers that people get are actually caused from genetic malformities. That's it. Have you yeah. ever read or heard about Dr. I think his first it's Donald William Kelly or William Donald Kelly. He was a dentist um, who was diagnosed with a terminal pancreatic cancer. And the scientist in him and the man of faith that was part of him. And they gave him two, two months to live, by the way. Yeah. He created his own protocol that is now known as the Kelly Protocol. And what he discovered in his research, and, and again, my understanding about 
re- things that are related to the pancreas is the reason I understand what he is sharing. Our pancreas produces an enzyme that every day in a healthy pancreas, it goes around and scars up the cancer cells that we all produce. Now, when, when that function stops happening, and if you aren't really, really, how shall I say, uh, tuned into how to take care of your body, then it allows the cancer to proliferate and, and, you know, all over the body. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but the Kelly Protocol, when I read it, and it, uh, again, it allowed me to understand how important the pancreas is beyond its insulin uh, requirement for a healthy body. So, and I've never, I've never seen this information in anything else. And I read, I'm drawn to any anything about cancer or or diabetes, whether it you know when it comes over the internet or Facebook or whatever. Sure. It draws me like a yeah a bear to honey, yeah. and uh, yeah, I I can only read usually about a paragraph. I'll know in that short a time whether it's worth my time to read further. Most of them aren't worth reading. Once you know how this stuff works, it's like, oh, please. <laughs> I don't want to hear the, 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 uh, the bunch of Harvard guys put together something about genetics and yeah. bad luck. And I wrote a piece <laughs> that wasn't very nice to these guys. And, and they're, okay. yeah, oh, I, I'm totally okay with it. I, I have no issue sure. there. Uh, and, but for them to be where they are and who they are and all the rest of that and put this stuff out is, is unacceptable to me. Uh, but if you, the other thing that Shirley and I learned, and it's part of the, our concept that took us seven and a half years to put together for her and subsequently for me, uh, and she's the reason I'm still here, by the way. So if anybody doesn't like anything, you can take it up with Shirley. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Okay. I'll have to ask you about Kelly. Now, is this okay. the Kelly that had sort of a, uh, clinic down in Mexico and no, he had his, no. it isn't, okay, because there was a Kelly, and he really got it from the FDA. In fact, yeah, well, there's, there's been a lot of, there have been a lot of medical doctors who are true hearts and who've had, right. gone through that, that stuff. Uh, but uh, Dr. Kelly was from Plano, Texas, in between Dallas and Fort Worth. Now, what happened to this man, after he fixed himself and word got out, he was an orthodontist, by the way. His, or, his, or, his dental business took a hit because people were coming to him to get cured of cancer. Um, well, the next thing you know, the state of Texas takes away his dental license because he's curing all these people of cancer. Mm-hmm. They, he lost his license to practice and earn a living for five years for fixing all these people with cancer. He and he put I mean, uh, no, uh, this this happened in the seventies, eighties. Yeah, it was the mid-70s. he was already a yeah. But uh, you can do a search on the Kelly Protocol, and there are a bunch of people doing it. Unfortunately, they some of them are altering his stuff. And and by the way, it's very his protocol is very difficult. Uh, I've read it, and I boy, I said I wouldn't want to be trying to implement that way. But it worked. Okay. All right. Okay. And, and that's mm-hmm. where I am. I don't care how how you get free of something if it works it works and that, sure. that's one of the things mm-hmm. too that our audience needs to hear is that you know there are because you're sitting there right now and you've got these issues that you can't figure out there's one thing you have to appreciate is your situation is entirely different than the person sitting beside you and because something works for joe 
something else, another thing works for Carol. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that's what's going to work for you. When you're trying to overcome these things, you become the ultimate test laboratory. And you have to go and be willing to explore different things to figure out what parts of different things work best for you. Right. There is no one solution to what you've got because you're not like anybody else. How you got the illnesses and the things you're facing manifested from an entirely different point. They may look the same to a typical doctor, but your particular condition and situation is different than everybody else who has it. And so what we try to do is expose you to all these things. Go check out the Kelly uh, methodologies. Check out things. And certain parts of it will resonate with you. Your your body, your heal, it's a, that body's ability to heal itself is amazing. Well, that's as the soon place. As, as soon <laughs> as you read or hear something, it will automatically start resonating with that healing system and say, cool, I got to know more about this. And it will get to a point where it doesn't need to know any more about that because it's, it's taken as much as it needs from that. And it, and it goes and looks for the next source. I've been through the process myself probably three dozen times in my life now. Every single time, like I said, I've broken my back four times. Every single time, was there was a different cause that caused it. Every single time, I had to learn a whole new healing process to get better. It, so take what we're talking about, take what we're saying, and, and apply it, the parts that resonate with you, and, and focus in on that and learn more about it. All right. Now, I'm going to be a little bit contradictory to you on this, so that's if cool. that's all right. Now, what we learned, and if you keep the body alkaline, cancer cannot exist in an alkaline environment or an oxygenated environment. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. you, how do you get more oxygen in the body? Very simple. I don't care whose technique it is. Anyone's deep breathing technique will suffice. But you have to do it yourself. All right? That's one way of making the, you know, your, your temple cancer-free. And if you alkalize, the same thing, uh, the same principle, these two are probably, in my world, are the most important things I can share with anyone. Keep the body alkaline, and uh, you will never become a host for disease. If you keep it acid, you've got a list as long as your arm that are known to be uh, cancer, I mean, I'm sorry, acid-related circumstances, uh, diseases, conditions. And the other thing I try to teach people who are dealing with cancer, and, and, and I'm going back, if, if you'll allow me, to the, the first naturopathic doctor that we engaged after Shirley was diagnosed with breast cancer. Okay. Uh, and one of the first things he taught us was, he said, if it comes in a bag, a box, or a can, don't you dare put it in your wife. It's all dead food. And he started us organic juicing, raw organic juicing, as the first step in our cancer fight. He then told us that all flesh, even organic, turns or keeps your body acid. And some people who are big meat eaters, <laughs> you know, it's almost like you're, you're taking away their lifeblood. Uh, and I would just explain to them, well, you know, you want to live to die or live to eat, I mean, or eat to live. And what I explain is that once you are cancer-free or your loved one, whoever's dealing with this, then if you must eat the north end of a southbound dead animal, make sure it's organic and make it a treat. 
don't have three meals a day that have meat in it. It's that's just again, that's the guaranteed slam dunk cancer country. And if you're eating commercial meat, it's even worse because only God knows what's been shot into that animal or exposed to. And and cooking does not remove <laughs> toxins from a piece of meat. And anyone who thinks that is already, you know, they've got a foot in the grave. Mm-hmm. But A lot of people have foot feet in the grave already. Yeah. Well, this is we've been programmed that way, and we don't even need to go into that. But it's been done and done intentionally, just like the food stuff. How a medical doctor, with all their years of, uh, you know, chemistry and, and what have you, can allow all the toxic things. I could go on for a long time on, on the list of these things. But sure. none of them are good for us. Not one of them is good for us. And yet, here they are. They make, you know, I'm sure they make fabulous amounts of money mm-hmm. and have absolutely no conscience about what they have done. That's why I tell people, yeah, even though it costs more, eat organic. Everything in a, that comes in a bag, a box, or a can, especially if it's not even organic, then it's suspect. It's going to have something in there your body doesn't know how to deal with, and it will do that accumulative effect process. And one of these days, you'll put one thing too many in there, and it causes your kidney to go or your liver to go. And, you know, and as soon as one of our organ systems goes down, it is a drag down on everything else. Yeah, it's it's, it's a a domino effect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Knock one domino over and it just goes through everything. Mm -hmm. The only only domino that, the only organ in your whole body that doesn't create a domino effect is your heart. Because when it stops, everything's done. Exactly. That's it. That's the only organ in your body that when it stops, you're done. Totally. There's nothing you can do about it. Well, that's uh, Bill, I'm, Bill, I'm going to have to back you up again. Oh, yeah, I know. There's a couple other minor ones that are there, too. But yeah. they don't function if you don't have the heart. And we can do things about kidneys and, you know. Right. Okay. We, well, we've managed to technologically beat those ones Yeah. to a certain degree. Well, have yeah. you read what I said about the heart pressure point technique? No, I've. Oh, you don't know? No, I, I, I come in. I'm coat flying totally oh. blind on this show. I didn't. I've been like I say in the messages I sent you before. I've been holed up doing a whole bunch of stuff, basically income communicato from everybody for the last week. Okay. So uh, I, those texts I sent you this morning—that's the—that's my re-entry into the real world. Okay. Again. Well, then you don't know what I did for Shirley in the first of four heart attacks inside this heart institute. Well, let's hear that. Let's go through that one because that one—that's <laughs> that, the thing I've been waiting to hear. But I've heard so much about it, but okay. I haven't had a chance to learn anything. So teach me. All right. Uh, we had reached a point where Shirley was having congestive heart issues, and uh, she was—we went into our regional hospital smaller outfit and she's in the ICU uh, and we have friends all over the place I mean with people like us right now on this call all right we're all connected and we're sharing stuff one okay. of the people that came into our life was a guy named Lance Tracy and I never met the man face to face and he was part of a another guy who was into uh, 03 uh, ozone and Anyway, we tried all that for Shirley. It was nice, and it was like everything else. It was real good, but it didn't give us the breakthrough we needed. Well, and this was the last thing that we had done of that kind before she went into what I call the end times, the hospital time, which is about four, four and a half months. Hmm. Uh, 
for some reason, I called Lance, and he, it's not like he was the best buddy, but I was compelled to do it. And he said, as soon as I told him what Sh- Shirley was you know, in the ICU there, and he said, Craig, you got to call this guy in Utah. He's an naturopathic doctor. He'll teach you how to do something. You can do it right in front of the doctors. They won't even know you're doing it. And, of course, I'm saying, hey, look, I don't want any part of learning anything new right now, okay? Well, this guy was like a pit bull. <laughs> he just would not... <laughs> He would not turn loose of me. And, and I said, okay, give me the number. I'll do it. And so anyway, I did. And uh, I, I got the 800 number uh, mm-hmm. of this. His name is Dr. C. Samuel West, the late C. Samuel West, who was taken out, by the way. Uh, and I'm listening to about five minutes of his canned presentation. And all of a sudden, the there's a click, and then I hear the voice. Sounds just like the voice I was listening to, and it was uh, Doctor West. And for the next half hour, he downloads me. I leave. <laughs> I go up to my wife. Uh, it's about an hour north of where we were, and I, we shared everything. I mean, uh, we were a team in this this whole process. So I go in, and she's on a monitor, of course, and her heart rate was 99. And I sit there, and I manipulate the heart pressure point. Uh, we've got two of them. One's under the ring finger of your left hand, and the other one's on the bottom of your left foot. Yeah. Uh, you get a reflexology book out, and that'll show you where. Mm-hmm. And, or you can go to my four-minute YouTube video, and I'll, you, you can see me demonstrating this. And just okay. type in the words heart pressure point technique at YouTube. And it's just four minutes. You'll know how to do what I did. What Dr. West taught me... <laughs> I started sharing, you know, I was telling Shirley, and she, again, she knew that knew everyone I was talking about except the new guy. But while I was doing this, I, I was manipulating the point in her left hand, and we watched her heart rate drop 20 points in like seconds. And we, and we both did one of those, you know, high eyebrow looks at each other and said, I guess there's something to this. Mm-hmm. Now, it would be five days later, and they transported her to the a bigger hospital in Lexington, Kentucky, where they're used to, and it's a heart institute, by the way, where they're used to dealing with multiple issues. And Shirley had everything coming, and this is long-term diabetic stuff. Everything was coming undone at the same time. Hmm. Now, we are supposed to meet with this wonderful cardiothoracic surgeon on Monday morning, and we got to the hospital on Saturday afternoon. Uneventful Saturday night, Sunday, but Sunday morning at 4.30 in a she trips a heart attack and she dies. And they call in, it's called the code 500 in this hospital. And the next thing you know, the room is full of people and everybody's yelling at Craig to get out. Well, I am not going anywhere. And I mean, I, it's kind of hard to explain the place. Yeah. Okay. And this is a very interesting technique that you have on YouTube. Yes. I'm going to go up and take a look at it because it right. sounds very, very interesting. Well, it's easy. I mean, it is so simple. It just sails over the head of most smart people. But yeah. it works. All right. Now, what happened next? Yeah. <clears throat> a male nurse, thank God, stood in my face. Because I announced to the room, I'm not turning loose this left hand. I'm not turning loose this heart pressure point. And I realized mm-hmm. in saying this, the only person who knew what I was talking about was Shirley. And she's clinically dead. Yeah. They all thought I was a distraught husband. 
And in sure. point of fact, I knew exactly what I was doing. It was the, one of the most clearest moments in my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Stevie got in my face and he said, show me what to do and I will do it. And when you have someone in front of you, you can teach them in 30 seconds. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's how hard this is. And I just said, don't. I looked into this guy's soul, by the way. All right? I didn't just hand things over to him. And I realized he was genuine. And I just told him, I said, just don't stop. And, and, and I backed away. And they, they'd already called security. And fortunately, nobody touched me because I was in a crazy zone. And if anybody had touched me, I would have tried to hurt somebody. We would have read about you in the newspaper. Yeah, it'd be just like everybody else in the world today, right? You would have gone on a rampage and, you know, you would have made front page news. You would have got your five minutes in the the spotlight. (laughs) Well, thank God they didn't. uh, And everybody was great in that sense. I let them do their things. And and in my head, I said, look, these are professional, you know, we're in a hurry institute, blah, blah, blah. And for the next 45 minutes, and one of the things that I knew, there was no way this woman was going to hell because they had beat the hell out of her. All right? They shocked her 46 times. Oh, they burned nice. two holes in her chest the size of silver dollars. And these are scooped out wounds. It, it, she looked like she'd been shot in the chest at close range with a double barrel shotgun. All right? That's mm. kind of ugly it was. Yeah. Uh, they used all the drugs that are standard in a code. And uh, by this time... The, the doctor who was running the code came out to me outside uh, the room and said, Mr. Carroll, uh, you know, your wife's, we're not doing very well. Your wife's heart just doesn't want to kick back in. I said, can I come back in? He said, of course. Mm-hmm. And I walked in and I have never done this ever. I grabbed Shirley's the bottom of <laughs> her left foot. Yeah. And I began to manipulate the heart pressure point there. And I found that and again, when I hung up the phone from Dr. West, I'm sorry to bounce around here. That's cool. Uh, yeah. But when I got off the phone with Dr. West, I went immediately to our essential oil PDR, flipped open the reflexology page, found the heart point on the left foot, closed the book, and up this, you know, up the road I go to see Shirley. That's that's as much training <laughs> as I had. But yeah. when I grabbed her foot, after yeah. every and again everybody turned loose, and the doctor who's standing beside me at the end of the, the bed, he said. We have, and they shocked her the 46th and last time. Everybody had to turn loose of her, including me. And he said, we have done everything we know how to do. And they quit. I mean, you could just feel the energy disappear from the room. Yeah. I grabbed sure. I didn't even bat an eye. It was one of the most beautiful moments of my life. Mm-hmm. And it, it really uh, started kicking in. Is that right, no. Craig? <clears throat> no. I, I grabbed her foot <laughs> and began yeah. to nip the point. Spoke to her, and in about five seconds, she came back to life in front of all these experts who <laughs> quit on her. Classic. Head back, chest up, <gasps> big deep breath. Yeah. And everybody froze. It was funny. And <laughs> everybody just, ah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, then they all jumped in. Again, they're pros, all right? And they had a live sure. one, and they, they did what they know how to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kept working the point. while they're, And I have no recollection of what they did. I, I, yeah, I, I was so locked on to Shirley, that's it. Mm-hmm. And they literally, I mean, they had a whole bunch of stuff to, to make it so they could transport her to the ICU. And when they were literally, they, I mean, they fixed the bed, so they just, you know, rolled it out. And I'm backing 
backpedaling out and still doing the technique. Yeah. And once we get out in the hall, I turn loose of her, and it'd be a couple hours before I got to see her again. But in that one moment, what I did made me untouchable in that hospital. And because the, the rest of the story, for people to understand how I got to do some of the things I did, it starts right there when I did what their experts could not do. And it is so simple. Everyone listening to us right now can do what I did. That's the other thing I hope to transfer to everyone. It's not that this was something Craig and Craig only could do. That's not yeah. even. Uh, it's just that we were never taught these things. And this technique is on YouTube, right? Yes. Uh, four words. Heart pressure point technique mm -hmm. at YouTube. And it's just four minutes. Uh, uh, I think everyone should go up and take a look at it because so many people, heart, heart vascular is number one in this yes. society right now. And And what you're going to learn... Is I mean, I'm doing it to myself right now because I'm kind of wired. Yeah. I'm not used to being in this position. So my heart's kind of going fast. Now, I'm not telling my heart to slow down or speed up. I'm just doing the technique. I allow my body to know what I need. And, and the body knows. Yes, yes. The body definitely <laughs> knows. And that's how simple this thing is, though. <laughs> now... If I'm, uh, if if you needed me to to work on you, I'd go to your left foot. Working on my own hand is a piece of cake. Working on your hand is awkward as can be. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, and and again, <laughs> if, once you, yeah, and the yeah. part of what I didn't share in the video, and I yeah. but I mentioned, is I you want to work on the the foot because when the para, you're going to keep doing this till the paramedics get there. All right, if somebody's yeah. had a heart attack and you're the one. Yeah. And all right, once they get there, if you're down at the foot, they're not going to yell at you to get the hell out of the way, which they will do if you're doing the left hand because they want both sides of the body. All right. And that's that's fine for them to do what they know how to do. If you're doing the left by at the bottom of the left foot, you're not in their way and you don't get them, you know, yelling at you right away. And you can Very. keep on doing what you know works. And if you have to, at that point in time, you tell them what's what. Right? Hmm. Very cool, uh, because uh, so many people are having this issue. I'm sure that ambulance gets called. Uh, the, uh, those guys get called all the time, the paramedics. Sure. Especially if you're in an older community. A lot of people are in you know, older complexes where they have assisted living and so forth. And right. this is very cool information for all to, to learn. Now, the essential oil, and I'm talking about therapeutic grade only, there are five grades of essential oil. The only one you put in on or in anybody you love is therapeutic grade. Mm -hmm. The essential oil of lavender, amongst all its other comative stuff that is famous for, it's also yeah. cardiotonic. It is also a natural blood thinner. Mm -hmm. And Shirley threw a clot in her right arm, and as soon as I knew that's what the issue was, I started pouring lavender on it. I didn't want them to use any Coumadin or any of their crap. And we got yeah, rid right. of the, we got rid of the, the clot in fairly short order so it was no longer a threat to her. Now did you pour this oil? Where did you pour this oil? Uh, wasn't in taking that, it in, 
Yeah, she wasn't taking it internally because usually no, you not know. not this not not this instance. Yeah. Uh, there are other other places where I did, but not the lavender. Uh, I used okay. the lavender uh, straight on her where the site was on the upper right shoulder, uh, mm-hmm. about you know three four inches down from the joint or mm-hmm. up from the elbow joint, and I just yeah. put it on direct three four four five drops mm-hmm. and let it penetrate. You know, pretty easy stuff. Mm-hmm. Now. Every, I'm very just, aware of the essential oils, so um, good. <laughs> and of course, yeah. we know I know lavender for years, but yes. this is a very interesting concept that you're mentioning here. And I think, and I hope that people are getting this information because it's very, very important. So many people are on those drugs, warfarin, and the ones that they're suing now too, the blood thinning drugs. Yes, and they are so dangerous. Yes, uh, and again, it's amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Part of my education, how many places that nature or God or creator source, however you wish to call it, has put something that'll fix darn near anything, but from nature, not from man. It's all right? you got to be man has to be smart enough to, to process it safely. Uh, right. Right. But it's not man stuff the way Merck and you know, remember the, the drug Vioxx? Yeah. Anybody familiar with that? You know, that killed over 40,000 people, yeah. men, women and children. Oh, sure. And FDA did not. FDA did not. Oh, were they ever? (laughs) They were sued. Oh, I talk about it all the time, Craig. Uh, Nature's pharmacy works, and that's what really works. And these are things we should have been taught as children. Yes. I shouldn't have to. I didn't start learning this stuff until I was 50 years old. Sure. Uh, (laughs) Same thing with nutrition. Yeah. So many problems. If we were taught how to eat correctly as kids, there's a ton of problems that just wouldn't exist. Because I think at that time, though, the, the food was better. I mean, mom was in the kitchen from scratch, and <laughs> it might have been a better, uh, <laughs> better food at that time when it wasn't so drenched with all these toxic chemicals that they're putting in our food chain now. Yeah. Well, let me tell you while we're doing it, if we have the time. Well, we have lots yeah. of time. We still go. We oh, go. okay. You, All you, right. we're, we're, I'm just sitting here dying to digest some of this stuff and formulate some, some future comments. So you just keep okay. on going, man. We got. Okay. Well, let me tell you about this 38-year insulin-dependent diabetic that don't feel yeah. worth two cents. All right? Yeah. Now, the two chest wounds. Now, I did not get to see those. What, what happened in the first heart attack, her core temperature dropped to about 95 degrees. So when I got, the, it was like at least two hours later before I got to see her again. And when I did, she was in a plastic bag from her feet to her neck, really? blowing hot air in, trying to warm her body back up. It yeah. would be the next morning before I saw the wounds, mm-hmm. which I still can't remember that first look. Yeah. Uh, but I remember how I reacted. I did about two seconds of, oh, my God, froze, and then I grabbed the lavender, and I poured it over both wounds like I'd done it a 100 times. Then I took the Miracle 2. You guys know about Miracle 2? Miracle 2? Yes. Oh, boy. Spell, that, spell <laughs> the rest of that. Spell the rest of that. Is it tube or two or what? Two. Roman numeral two. Two, two strokes. Oh, okay. Okay, miracle so it's two. a miracle too. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Uh, 
the, the Miracle 2 Neutralizer Gel, and these things had already been in our life, obviously. Uh, <clears throat> and for the, for the animal lovers out there, there's a chapter in my book called Ladies' Gift. And I'll come hmm. back to this place in just a moment, but this is so beautiful. My 15-year-old alpha female lady had a stroke. It almost killed her. Yeah. And I engaged a animal communicator to find out what lady wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. And, and the only, that was the only question I had. And, and the communicator came back with one response. And it was, oh, no, lady has something to show you. That was it. All right. It would be two years before I knew what that meant when Shirley went in the hospital. Now, mm-hmm. what I did for Lady when she said, I'm, you know, I'm not ready to go yet, yeah. I, I went over the top in every way it's possible with the Miracle 2 products. Uh, there are only five, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I put, you know, relative to her body weight, I went way, way over. And I used all of these products on her so that when Shirley went in the hospital, and by the way, I got Lady back. All the way. I had her for three more years of vibrant health. If you saw her running in the field, you would never know she'd had a stroke. That's how powerful this stuff is. And if you go to their website, you will not see a word of what I'm telling you. FDA has already tried four times to shut these guys down. And they have been unsuccessful. Because, yeah. He's, the late founder, his name was Clayton Tedditon, and one of the most beautiful human beings you could ever hope to meet. He said, <laughs> uh, well, amongst other, a great number of things, he said, that, you know, God knew that we were going to screw stuff up, and that's why he was given this formulation. <laughs> that's a good explanation. I yeah. love that one. And, yeah. and, and what I want you guys to know, that anyone, and it almost applied across the board, if you show up and you've got cancer, I'm going to put you in the bathtub with Miracle 2 and start the detox process. And what is so beautiful about this part of what Miracle 2 does is it, if you do it correctly, there's absolutely no detox blues. None. You don't even know oh. this process happened. Oh, it's so, so you're not, not going through a healing crisis then? No, 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 no. <laughs> now, Shirley and I didn't know about that <laughs> when we started into all this stuff. And we did it the old-fashioned way. And I yeah. guarantee you, there's nobody wants to do that. Uh-huh. And Miracle 2 supersedes all that. And I don't care what it is that's in your body. If it doesn't belong there, Miracle 2 allows your body to transmute it, make it harmless, and then create uh, a pathway through the seven-odd million pores on our body because that's what the soap does. It cleans our body so thoroughly that it opens all these pores, so now you're pushing out the toxins in minute amounts. Okay, You don't feel it. You don't sense it. You just get in the tub and you soak for 30 minutes in as hot a tub as you're comfortable with. Now, somebody who's got someone dealing with MS, it's going to be a longer process because they can't handle the heat. But this, the sure. process will still work. They just have to you know, find their right temperature zone. Mm-hmm. Now, after I tell people to do, and this is again from, from the founder, not from me, uh, he, you take two baths, preferably you do tonight and tomorrow night. You get out of the tub, towel off, and what you do in the beginning of this, I'm sorry, you put an ounce of their soap and an ounce of their water product called the neutralizer into the tub as hot as you're comfortable with, and you just soak. When you get out of the tub, you use, after toweling off, you use their moisturizing lotion, and according to Clayton, he said this continues the detox at a much subtler level, but it continues. And this mm-hmm. stuff is so good, you will 
uh, you will thank me for telling you about it, especially the ladies. <laughs> it is mm. amazing how, how wonderful this lotion is. You do it two nights in a row, and almost without exception, everyone who's done this and had a, a crisis of some sort, yeah. they all report a, just an absolute beautiful night's sleep because the toxic burden they've been living with has been dramatically reduced. Now, after the second bath, I teach people to start putting the neutralizer, the water product, in everything you drink. I don't care what it is. I, I'm not. A, I gave up alcohol 27 years ago, so I, I haven't. I didn't even get to try that out. Uh, but in everything else, I'm, I'm a coffee drinker, and I drink organic. Okay. Uh, but I still I put the neutralizer in everything. In the coffee too, huh? In the it, it changes nothing. All right, you yeah. cannot taste it. It, it won't alter. You can't the, taste it. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. But it protects you in a way. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I come back to Shirley because she required. Four different kinds of insulin, and that's what I'm conversant in. Wow, in her four different kinds. Almost, almost every day in order for her to live through that day. Yeah. Now, Miracle 2, the neutralizer, goes after anything in your body that is not self. I don't care what it is. If it doesn't belong there, boom, it gets transmuted, made harmless, and then you pass it out through the skin. In the hospital... I was putting large amounts of neutralizer in Shirley. I started out just doing little bits, and I kept graduating up. Um, and if I'd done anything different, uh, I, I would have been doing large amounts as soon as we went through the front door. Uh, but it allows our body to get rid of anything that doesn't belong. And it has, and this is just Craig, right? this is my surmise from having used it now for 18 years, in numerous life and death circumstances. It has what I call a DNA-like intelligence about it, and it knew that Shirley's body had to have the insulin. It never attacked her insulin. Because we would have known. I mean, it's hard to explain to you in short time. Okay. Thorough. So the body we, knew what to do. The body, yes. yeah. It knew what to do with it. Yes. And it and, and the same thing with, the, and when we went in the hospital, I mean, these guys are putting drugs that are hell west and crooked in her. And, sure. and I never been through something like this. It wasn't something I could say, oh, I don't want that one because I know it does this. I mean, I had to allow them to do what they were supposedly experts at. But if the neutralizer had gone after any of their stuff, they would have jumped me in a heartbeat. And that never happened. And we're in this place for 62 days. Hmm. And Shirley's pharmacy bill was $52,300. Oh, that's all? (laughs) (laughs) well it'd been okay if it did anything but most of it was worth the pain meds were great all right that i but everything else and i you know there's not a single doctor that got near shirley who would dare if in my presence say otherwise uh there's their drugs they i mean they were worthless they couldn't do anything for her heart and again it, it fell to me in this case uh and another one of the products is part of Shirley's Law, a company called Zequin out of Pasadena, California. Uh, they have, again, a small line of products that are just extraordinary. Uh, we, we got turned on to their stuff six weeks before Shirley went in the hospital. If there had been some way for us to have six months before, Shirley would be telling you her story, not me. 
it was that extraordinary what their stuff did for her. Now, What's you know, the name of that company? Z-I-Q-U-I-N. They, they've changed the name to Zequin Life now. They're well, about 13 years old. And I got in, I mean, they'd opened their doors about six months before we uh, were turned on to them. Now, we take five of their products, shortly, by the way, uh, two days. And at the end of the second day, now, I invariably, I got in the bed first. And it was kind of a, a yuck because I'm a warm body. She'd get in, stick her cold feet up against me, and I'd jump. Well, this time, she got into bed, stuck her feet up against me, and they were warm. And I sat up in the bed. <laughs> I mean, it was just, yeah. wow, what is this? <laughs> yeah. And we flipped yeah. the covers back. I mean, we're standing <laughs> looking at her feet and marveling. The neuropathy that was a part of all diabetics right, was yeah. gone. It stayed gone in, I mean, until she passed. For the next four and a half months, going through all the extraordinary stuff that happened in the hospital, her feet stayed warm with what the Zequin product line did for her. That means those, uh, that blood was circulating. Those <laughs> and, nerves, and, and, those <laughs> nerves were uh, working. Mm-hmm. And something was being regenerated. Uh, and I, again, I don't know. There, there's lots of places. I cannot tell you the how of things, just that I did this this way, and here's what happened. And that was another one of those things. Uh, we had never, and she had never, in, in the whole of her diabetic life, experienced anything that worked that well, that fast. Uh, now, if you go to these... You're, you're telling us about some of these underground, these are underground cures that nobody even knows about. Now, I thought I knew a bunch of underground cures because there's, there's a lot on the Internet, you know, whether it be true or false. Yeah. But uh, this is something that I haven't heard of, and this is very, very interesting, and I know that the listeners are in awe right now listening to all of this. Go on, Craig. Actually, what would be really cool, uh, if you wouldn't mind, and I think our, our uh, listeners would like actually to have that, so if you could just write out the seven Shirley's, the Shirley Seven Laws, and we'll put that on uh, our posting, or is that... <laughs> Uh, well, it's a, like I say, I made a, it's a whole chapter in the book and, and yeah, and yeah, there's lots of things I haven't done yet. Okay. (laughs) And, and it takes your, your prompting for me to go, oh, well, yeah, I guess I should do that. And what's Uh, what's the name of the book? How is it possible? How is it possible? How is it possible? I did want to. What what was really cool about some of the stuff you were talking about there is one of the things that we've talked about on the show before too that a lot of people don't realize is the the real purpose to skin. Yeah, uh, skin. I mean, people think that you know farting is the only way we get rid of gas from our bodies or breathing, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. our skin is the ultimate. Yes, at dissipating gases and toxins from our body. And yes. like I said in, the, in, in past shows, we we spend so much time clothed that those when when, when your skin pores get clogged, you're screwed. You become exactly. a toxic hotbed. Yes, yeah. you will manifest every friggin' disease possible <laughs> known to mankind. Yes, <laughs> because the natural exhaust system is closed. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. And Miracle 2 opens it better than anything I know of in my now 21 years of doing this. Yeah. And the same thing we wanted to, like you've got this product that works really well. 90% of the soap products out there plug your pores. Exactly. Right. So is they, they remove the dirt, but in the process of removing it, the the, the material that they use to make the soap, the, they use microbeads. Yeah. They actually end up plugging the pores. And it shuts down the, the there's a little, uh, uh, what I'll call an electronic switch inside of every pore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and by doing what you just described, it shuts it down so that yeah. it doesn't open. It, it will never lock it up. Mm-hmm. Well, Miracle 2 will open it up. So there's and, another and alternative to you. Instead of using bars of soap, <laughs> try this stuff out. And trust me, folks, when <laughs> I, I preach to people, I walk around my house naked six hours a day. And, and that's 90% of the reason I managed to be able to overcome a lot of the things I have to deal with. Yeah. Because my skin is open to the environment. Sure. It just breathes. It exhausts all the toxins out of my body all the time. Yeah. Well, Sex is well, another that's... great way to... Ex- you know, there's some simple things that we're, the human body is built to do certain things for certain reasons. Sex is another way of detoxifying the body. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because and... it, 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 it raises every natural process in your body to the maximum level of product production. Exactly. And in the process of doing that, it opens up every single pore on your skin. If your There's, skin has been cleaned well. well. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying that you, you, the, the body is so amazing in its natural healing abilities. And what yeah. the, one, this product that uh, Craig has shared with you, I can tell just by the energy structure of it. And yeah. I'll endorse it without even trying it. I'll guarantee yeah. it. <laughs> well, I got some yeah. land. I'll sell you real cheap, too. Boy. Well, there's, there's, there's certain... Well, there's, I have certain Be, gifts. Beachfront and property in Colorado. There, okay? There's certain things oh, okay. that I can pick up on with certain energies of things when people talk to that I can tie into really quickly. Yeah. And that product, I guarantee, if you get rid of all the soaps and everything, you, including hair, shampoo, is the worst thing in the world to ever use. Yeah, and you start using something that this product he's talking about, the Miracle Two. It's the Miracle Two one, right? Yes. Okay, that one. I guarantee it. You will. You think you can go through cold season? You will never get a cold. Right. You just won't. You won't get one. Yes. You can go Uh, through flu season. You won't get a cold, a flu, because especially if you don't get a flu shot. Well. Yeah, don't. I'm, I'm, we're talking preventive here. The reason you yeah. won't contract them is because the nature of those types of illnesses, they're communicable through uh, the air. Yeah. So they're airborne viruses that, and infections that we pick in. And the cool thing about the human body is it's really good at blowing out gas. So if it's an airborne virus, if your skin is open and, and the pores are all working right and it's venting, those illnesses come through and they go right out your body really quickly. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you have clogged pores, guess what, dude? You're going to end up with pneumonia. I'll guarantee it. You're going to be the kind of person that everything that develops into bronchial, uh, bronchial conditions, uh, you'll end up with manifesting that into, you know, like I say, it gets as bad as, uh, oh, what did I just say? Pneumonia. Clogged up pores. Pneumonia, yeah. Yeah. And it's all caused because your skin's totally screwed up. Yeah. It really is. It's that simple. 
Well, let, let me let me go ahead since we're talking about Miracle Two, and and mm-hmm. most everybody is had not been introduced yet. And I'll sound like an ad for Miracle Two. I don't own any part of this company, uh, but Miracle Two in your body will go after parasites, viruses, mm-hmm. bacteria, heavy metals, toxic chemicals, anything that is not self. Boom! It goes after it, transmutes it, makes it harmless. Then, since you've taken the detox baths, you can now push this out through the pores of the skin. Yeah. And not know any of this has happened. And uh, now the other part of what you just said about staying healthy, I would suggest a couple of essential oils. And they are totally compatible. And I'm going to teach you what I did for Shirley's two chest wounds in a moment with lavender and frankincense and the Miracle 2 gel. (laughs) I get to laugh about it now, but I mean, it wasn't funny back then. But what I got to do was just magic. And, and I did this on Shirley's chest wounds three times a day. I don't care what happened in that day. I don't care if the room was full of doctors or nobody was there. If I knew it was time to do this, I did it. And the, the title of the book was a loaded question. Let's just say that today you're, you build a new doctor, you assume as a new nurse. You didn't, you know, brand new to Shirley. I would make you look at her chest wounds because they were healing beautifully. And again, I'd ask the question, how is this possible in a 38-year independent diabetic? No yeah. one ever, ever knew the answer to the question. And again, they, um, you know, you can't help but notice how these things, her chest wounds, first day, yeah. after I freaked out and still can't remember what I saw, okay. first, the first day, uh, what I started doing the next day is alternating Lavender in the morning, frankincense in the afternoon, lavender tonight, and then frankincense oh, okay. the first thing in the morning. I, I kept this cycle going for the next four months of her life. Mm-hmm. And when she passed at home in my arms, yeah. her chest was that of a healthy, vibrant woman. You could not tell she had ever been injured. There was no scar. There was no infection. And here again, I asked the question, how is that possible? That's where the title of the book came from. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, frankincense and lavender, if I could only get people to buy two oils, those are the two. There's a, it's just amazing how many things you can do with just these two oils and taking on Miracle 2 in your life. Uh, potent, potent healing stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and the Miracle 2 gel that I keep talking about, is yeah. the, it's the most versatile first aid that you can ever lay your hands on. I don't care if it's something simple like a sunburn, or if you want to use this as sunscreen, it'll work that way. If you have an owie, you know, like a bruised knee or something, put a couple sure. drops of lavender on first and put the gel on top. Tomorrow, you won't even see the darn bruise. It's just extraordinary how, you know, how much power there is in this stuff. And <laughs> I would try and teach the medical people to make them comfortable because they were, for the first three weeks in this place, I mean, I'd, it's like I had to fight everybody and everything. Yeah. And, and I am absolutely certain that the director of nursing had more complaints about me than any human who's ever been in, in their 50-year history at that moment in time. Well, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, exactly. Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, one of the funny things that happened uh, in the middle of 
one of the heart attacks, the most senior ICU nurse in the place, her name was Pam Reif, just mm-hmm. a sweetheart of a lady. Yeah. Uh, and she made Shirley feel like Shirley was the center of Pam's universe. Right? So she and I became friends. And yeah. even when we got, got Shirley out of there and out on the floor or up in the, a different ICU later on, I could go to, to Pam and grumble about some of the ICU nurses stuff. And she looked at me one time and she said, Craig, are you crazy? <laughs> she said, I, I see you nurses are control freaks and nobody can control you. <laughs> yeah. And that's what drove them nuts for the first I'm three I'm sure it did because they think that they know better. That's the well, whole thing. Yeah. And again, it, it is truly a, a one-on-one. In, in our case, it was one-on-one. Uh, and, and the work these men and women do are just absolutely extraordinary. Uh, people come to them in parts almost sometimes, and they, you know, they deal with this stuff every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what happened, we didn't know. It hadn't been diagnosed yet, but 9 o'clock one morning, I got three MDs and two ICU nurses in Shirley's room. Her blood pressure went through the roof, and her temperature went through the roof. And these five people, these medical professionals, are trying to figure out what to do next. And I'm leaning up against a wall closest to Shirley's bed, and I'm listening, and I keep listening, and I keep listening. And, and I find that I got pissed, uh, and I bounced off the wall. I grabbed the, the neutralizer bottle, handed it to the, the one, one renal doc, uh, and I said, here's what I'm going to do for my wife. And I, I mean, I announced it, and it was not a question, not permission. I just told them what I was going to do. And one of the nurses, I, I said, Chandra, hold it, because Shirley had a feeding tube in at that time. I said, will you hold the tube for me? I'm going to pour this down here in ounces. And that's what I started doing with the Miracle 2 neutralizer, their water product. Up until then, I'd been using eyedropper full. And I realized that she needed a lot more. Now, again, this was about 9, between 9 and 9.30 in the morning. Shift change at 7 that night. Before shift change happened, and, and still had the same two nurses working with it. Shirley's temperature came down to normal, and her blood pressure came down to normal. And the only thing done different that day was me upping the volume of the Miracle 2 neutralizer. Hmm. From that moment on, the nurses stopped being afraid of me, and they started calling the neutralizer holy water. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. They accepted it. Yes. Because they and- saw... They saw the results. Yes, and that's and what they're of good course, at. Well, you know, it's nutritional healing, and it's, it's the type of healing, it's God's healing, really. Yep. And they were, because they are taught, and we all know this, the medical field is taught their way, and that's the way they were taught, too. So they didn't know any other way, so that's fabulous. When yep. they saw what was going on, they accepted it. Yes. Finally. It took a yeah. while. <laughs> it did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, from that point on, the nursing staff became my staunchest allies in this place. I had lots of doctor issues. Uh, I'm sure you did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't fight it? them. It's like fighting uh, well, oh, city hall. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, again, I will tell you some different stories. Uh, now, <laughs> one of the early chapters in the book, and this is hard for me, I titled the chapter 
That's fine. We the understand. Pissed off, <laughs> the pissed off mother grizzly bear dance. And that was me. And what happened? See, they wouldn't listen to me about Shirley's insulin requirement. In the first day, I had a wonderful, wonderful ICU nurse, Beth. She was just a sweetheart. And after all the doctors had gone, and it was just the two of us, three of us, Shirley is in an induced coma on the ventilator, and, I'm, and she got stuff running into her. And I, I just asked Beth, I said, will you take me through everything that's going into my wife and tell me why? Why is it needed? I need to know. Which she was more than happy to do. And we're going along, and she comes over to a clear bag, and I said, I said, what's that? She said, that's insulin. And I just instantly, I said, no way. Yeah. We never, ever deliver insulin via IV. And unbeknownst to me, the endocrinologist of the week had slipped into the room and was standing behind me. And he said, oh, Mr. Carroll, uh, we're used to dealing with diabetics. We use, you know, deal with them all the time. We know sure. what we're doing. Right? Sure. Well, by not listening to me and delivering the insulin that way, it drove her blood sugar to a seven. Now, what had happened is Shirley was resting comfortably, so I used that as an opportunity to get out of the hospital. I hiked over about 10 blocks to a health food store where I could have organic food and just get out of the hospital. Yeah. As soon as I walked back in, I go straight to the ICU and I asked Nurse Debbie, I said, uh, how did she do while I was gone? And she said, I had to intervene. And, I, and these are the words I put in the book. I said, what the hell does that mean? Mm-hmm. And she explained that her blood sugar had gone to a seven. <laughs> yeah. So those are, so those are some kind of numbers then. That's as, close always... <laughs> That's as close to dead as dead gets. Yeah. And See, I, I'm not I, aware I... of all those numbers. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I went ballistic. Yeah. And it was about nine o'clock at night. And I ordered Debbie, I said, find Dr. Khalil, the physician of record. I said, I want him in front of me as soon as humanly possible. I don't care where he is in this town. Well, he happened to be in the hospital, fortunately. <laughs> now he's I'm six two, I'm not terribly tall, but he's like five six. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful human being, but yeah. and we're <sighs> I was scared, I was pissed. Yeah. And I wasn't gonna leave I wasn't gonna get more than ten feet from Charlie's door. And we're still yeah. in the ICU. I mean, we've got seven other rooms that have people as beat up as Shirley is, and I can't raise my voice. Yeah. And somehow, I didn't raise my voice, and I didn't cuss. Mm-hmm. And I tore this man apart. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and there was another doctor who came in, you know, did the wrong stuff. Well, <clears throat> to this, Dr. Khalil is his name. Uh, and to his extraordinary credit, uh, <laughs> He tried to defend, feebly defend his experts. He said, I'm a surgeon. You know, the diabetic guys are my experts. And I didn't even let him finish the word experts. And I, yeah. t- I said, look, your experts damn near killed my wife. And on our, yeah. worst, right. our worst day, we have right. never gotten near a seven. Hmm. And he, you know, somehow I did not offend him, even though I ripped his head off. Uh, he, put, he took my hand, put his other hand on my shoulder, looked me in the eye, said, Craig, you got every reason to be mad yeah i will take care of this he said you get back in there and do what you do for your wife <laughs> the next morning first guy through the door is the endocrinologist of the week he doesn't even yeah. look at shirley he walks straight over to me and he said craig how do you want to do this i don't know what dr khalil said but boy yeah. did he ever read a riot act to somebody 
Really? And the other part of this story is one doctor disappeared that was around there all the time, and yeah. another one apologized profusely for what he did, and the third one, the endocrinologist, is giving me complete control of Shirley's insulin requirements. And he wrote that into the medical file. Yeah. And now that means that the nurses are reporting to me, and they're going to do things my way, which is, of course, different from the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And again, that sent a ripple through the hospital. Uh, but right away, not that I was that good, but I was better than what they were doing. And her insulin requirements didn't become a new emergency that she didn't need on top of everything else. You just, uh, we're coming close to where we should be ending the show. But you just okay. hit, and just to confirm exactly what we were talking about earlier in the show, one of the most important things. And your wife is a beautiful, beautiful example of this. Yeah. There are millions of people that have diabetes. Millions. Yes, I know. And each and every one of those people, the way in which that person's got to learn to deal with their diabetes is unique to them. Mm-hmm. You're a very fortunate man in that you were able to work with your wife. You had a partnership with your wife. Where you understood how to read her needs. Yes. But her needs are totally unique and only applicable to her. And what the medical system does, it's not a fault of the system per se, but the way medical professionals are trained is they can't, they don't have, if you're trying to save your life, sometimes they, they have to develop these systems and processes that save the most number of people. Because they don't have the time to learn what you took 21 years to understand about your wife. Sure. Because they're dealing with other issues. But the beautiful thing is because you did keep your cool, as pissed as you were, and you may have <laughs> yes. torn a strip off the doctor's ass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he respected the fact that you knew how to deal with your wife's diabetes. You weren't some guy off the street, yeah, my wife's got diabetes and she doesn't know anything. He knew from talking to you that you understood her per- unique situation. Yeah. And he placed the trust in you. This is the important thing that you've got to learn with your own health. You have to know what your conditions are because you're the one that convinced the doctor that something isn't working right. Yeah. That what they're doing to you. They will listen to you. But you have to be able to stand up for what you believe working and not working for you. And this is a beautiful example of where that knowledge, that belief in what works other people will listen to it. Even the most highly educated professionals in the medical profession will listen. Uh, and I'm going to share another very quick story that I've brought up in the past because I have a very similar uh, experience with my own life, for those of you who don't know. I was, I'm one of the most fortunate people you'll ever get to know. My first accident, I broke my back and I nearly died four or five times as a result of trying to save my life as a result of that accident. The net result was that I was in a coma afterwards with broken back and a whole bunch of other things. I was in a coma for three weeks, in and out, in and out, in and out. One day, for some strange reason, I came out of a coma. I came out of the coma to overhear my parents and the um, specialist talking about uh, neurological damage that resulted from my, my injury. The discussion was is that because of the way my body was reacting, there was no response but from my hips down. So everybody was thinking that the neurological damage was irreversible. I'd never walk again. 
Yeah. The argument that my parents were having with the doctors was a very simple one. It was the question they asked. Their statement was, "Is if he doesn't have the surgery, he may never walk again. So they immediately turn around and says, is there any guarantee that if he has a surgery, he'll walk? The answer was no. And that apparently been going on for about 20 minutes. And out of nowhere, I came out of the coma. And much to my parents' chagrin, my mom still to this, I can remember telling me what I said. I said, if that's what you believe, I'll just get out of bed and teach myself how to walk. <laughs> and my parents yeah. turned to the doctors right then and right there, said, you've heard how he's going to do it. You don't believe you can fix him. He believes he can fix himself. And right then and there, they made the, the decision that this is the medical treatment I was going to do. Absolutely. And we had a lot of hassles with them. But fortunately, because mm -hmm. of connections my parents have, one of the top sports medical professionals in, in Canada, emergent, specialized in these injuries, uh, yeah. was actually one of the guys who actually saved my life. He says, look, I know these, this family. This kid, you just whatever he says he can do, he's going to do. Back off and let him do it. Hey. And within six months, I was learning how to walk again. Right. And, and, you know, I've gone on to break my back three times since then. Have, have, have you gotten, have, but Bill, have you gotten over that? No. I mean, no, are, most are you, you going to stop doing that? <laughs> most recent one happened five years ago. I have Parkinson's disease, right? Uh oh. Hey, well, hey it's cool, two, man. I, 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 two. Whoa, now listen up. <laughs> uh, Parkinson's, you, you want to get rid of it? Miracle 2 is how you do it. Uh, it, 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 I've got rid of it. I don't. I, I, I really appreciate the offer, but the, okay. But the, the funny thing is, is my Parkinson's was it, it was got diagnosed as Parkinson's, but it's only because one of the head injuries I had uh, actually damaged the same organ that produces uh, dopamine. Yeah, and because combined with the neurological damage, it created the same effect as Parkinson's disease. Okay, and my so body was deteriorating exactly the same way as Parkinson's disease. Okay, but so you know I just use, I use, I do have Parkinson's disease as well to go along with it, but it got aggravated because of all these other things, which right. I managed to figure out and beat. But what happened was I ended up because of that having a seizure that caused my back to lock up and I broke my back again. Yeah, <laughs> oh boy. Right? And so that was that was five years ago, and since then I've totally rebuilt my body, done a whole bunch of things. But the point I wanted to make is that the medical profession, you brought it up a couple of times. We're not against the medical profession. These people are extremely, I would not be alive. Yeah, exactly. His wife, uh, Craig's wife would not have survived as long as she did if it wasn't for sure. those experts. They really are good at their jobs. Yes, they are. But what we're trying to do, and, and there's a large, large movement of people in North America right now that are working to expand their acceptance of introducing alternative types of medicines into the practices right. instead of having the war. Suma is a classic example. This woman that hosts this show, she's a pioneer. She's a crusader. When she started into naturopathic medicines and, and Chinese herbology and all that, um, it was outlawed. It was totally illegal. You, you couldn't go anywhere to get any of those things. Yeah. But because of people like her and the, and, and the hundreds of other people who actually believed in this stuff getting together and saying, look, We've had enough. This works. Recognize it as working. It's been a long haul fight. Things don't. But, you know, we're overnight. all fighting. As long we're as all we keep, fighting. If we keep yeah. spreading the word and uniting together and trying these things and believe in believe in your own abilities, the that's body the is whole, an amazing thing. It. It's a mechanism that heals itself. Believe that you can do it. 
You have that's, to believe. Yes, that's a part of the, the foundation. You have to be in control. Yeah. Yeah, when you, you go to, to the doctor, you're in control. Yeah, not the doctor. And that's, that's what you have to. That's what you have to start asserting when you're dealing with medical professions. It doesn't matter whether it's a, a medical professional, conventional one, or whether you're going to a naturopath. You are in control. You are always in control. Not them. Yeah. No, you go not them. In, you go in to You learn go there from for them. help yeah, and exactly. find out what they have to say. But then you will take that information and work with your own body to understand the healing processes of your body. So definitely go to the doctor. Definitely find out what the diagnosis is. Because I always work with the doctor's diagnosis. And so then we work together with nutritional healing, and that works. Just what Craig did for his woman, what my fantastic co-host, Bill Mackey, Smoking Dog, did for himself because he knew what his body needed to heal. And that's really where it's at. And, you know, we want to talk about Craig's book real quick because we have to end the show. And Craig's book is called, give us the name of it again, Craig. How is it? How is it How possible? How is it possible? And, and you can order it online. We have the information up on the uh, on the webpage for the show. So you can you actually go much. to that webpage and place your orders online and uh, highly recommend you read the book. Now, yeah. how much time do we have? Uh, how much time or, do you need? Well, I'd like to share <laughs> one thing for the diabetics out there. Cool. Go okay. ahead. All right. There is a blend of essential oils called Thieves. It has a, it's an ancient oil. Yeah. It was created in the time of the Black Plague in England. The and perfumer. Give me the name of that oil again. Thieves. T H I E V E S. They is were that the a ones. P? T is in tango. Yeah. It's oh, like a thief. Yes. Oh, okay. It's, thieves. Yeah. Thieves. That is the primary name of the formula. Uh, uh, <laughs> what that allowed the the perfumers to do back then was to walk among the dead, not get sick, mm -hmm. and pick them of their valuables. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, you fast forward to now, and or the hospital time 12 years ago for me. Uh, one of the unique features, and, and again, uh, Shirley uh, went to, or Shirley and I went to a Young Living Essential Oil uh, seminar. Yeah. I've Dr. Heard Gary, of young mm -hmm. Dr. Gary Young is a, just an absolutely extraordinary teacher of aromatherapy. Mm -hmm. uh, and at that uh, gathering, one of the things he shared about thieves was it lowers or raises blood sugar. And we looked at each other, you know, and he shared a story of he was a keynote speaker at another convention somewhere and happened to be out in the lobby area. And a woman went down with a diabetic convulsive episode, and as soon as he was certain that's what it was, he took the thieves blend, put it on the bottom of her left foot where the pancreas point is, and you just smear it all over the bottom of the foot. You don't even try to hit the, the pancreas point. Uh, and then, then you rub your hands together, cup it over the individual's nose so they breathe it, and you got it working mm -hmm. from both ends. Yeah. And it brought this woman out of a convulsive episode in no time at all. And of course, Shirley and I looked at each other and said, okay, we got to have that one. And we, we did, and we got one we kept by the side of the bed, and we kept one in her diabetic bag that went everywhere with us. Uh, what, what this also will do, it'll kill any bad bug on the planet. All right? It does more, it, all essential oils, as you know, similar, it, they do way more than just one thing. 
They do. And this, yeah. and this blend is one of those kinds of things, and especially for a diabetic. Uh, sometimes, just by smelling, if you are having a low blood sugar episode, let's say, mm-hmm. you, you can smell it. Sometimes that's enough to bring you, because what the, what the oil does is it allows your body to come back into balance, whether you're high or low, by just Homostatus. smelling. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, again, the, the feet are such a cool mechanism for getting mm-hmm. oils into the body, you can put it on the bottom of the left foot, and if you want to, again, get a reflexology page and find out exactly where the pancreas point is, you can also yeah. manipulate the point at the same time you put the oils all over the bottom of the foot, uh, and that will also expedite the, you know, the transition that needs to occur. Uh, Shirley was in the ICU, and we'd had these two just absolutely wonderful nurses. Uh, one was a fully trained ICU nurse. She was just brand new to Central Baptist, so she was piggybacking with Chandra, the senior of the two, for those three days that we had them. And, and the Chandra was just one of these wonderful energy, upbeat, really good at her job. And this is day three of their three-day tour. And 9.30 is first time they open the doors, and I'm right there. You know, and she intercepts me and pulls me aside and says, I got to talk to you. And she had a long face. All right? And that, uh, she'd never had one of those. <laughs> and right yeah. away, she scared me. And I just put my hands on both her shoulders, moved her out of the way, and I stuck my head in the door. And I saw Shirley talking animatedly with Jennifer, the other nurse. So I come back to her and I said, okay, what? What's going on? And she had been diagnosed with the most deadly staph infection on Earth called oh, methylene-resistant oh Staphylococcus aureus, yeah. Yeah. MRSA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, Craig doesn't know anything about it, and sometimes it's good to be a dumb shit. That's, I mean, it, it didn't threaten me. I wanted to know how it worked. So in, in just minutes... Here comes the infectious disease expert of the hospital, and she is downloading me with how dangerous, how ugly, and all the rest of it. See, Chandra already knew that about this stuff. It kills in three days. It, uh, you know, it's just extraordinary how this happened. And, of course, it scared the bejesus out of Chandra. Well, I listen. Uh, this, this lady is giving me all this stuff. Every bit of it's ugly. But in her dissertation... She taught me how it worked. And the moment she did that, I knew what to do. Now, she finishes. I look her in the eye and I said, that's totally unacceptable. And her jaw about hit the floor. And I said, look, I know what I'm going to do for my wife. And she, of course, looked at me like I was crazy. First thing I did, I walked straight into her room. I kissed her on the lips, show everybody I wasn't afraid of this stuff. And I took the thieves blend. I put a drop on either side of her pillow. I put a drop on her cannula. I put it on the bottom of both feet, and then I cupped my hand, moved her, removed the cannula, and you know, made her breathe two, three, three, four deep breaths. And that's how we began going at the MRSA. The rest of the story ends up being, I've got to introduce you to another product. Suma, are you familiar with beta-1,3-D glucan? Yes. Okay. Transfer Point, a company in South Carolina, make the finest in the world. And this is one of those things, if you shop price and you get, <laughs> you don't get the results that I tell you. Now you're get... talking about beta-glucan, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. The most powerful immune system modulator that we know That's of, right. short of short of glutathione, which they haven't been able to 
give it to you and me to take as a supplement yet. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that's as soon as I heard all this stuff, that's what I knew my wife needed in addition to using thieves. Uh, does this beta-glucan, uh, does it come from mushrooms? Because it has no. a lot to do with the Chinese mushrooms. No. Uh, I know a, a segment of those uh, that are really, really outstanding immune system stimulants, but no. This, come, this is made from the cell walls of baker's yeast, and the yeast protein has been removed, so anybody who's got that sensitivity, they won't have any issues. Mm -hmm. It has no known contraintervention with drugs. It has no known side effects. Okay. All right, you give it once a day on an empty stomach, and it, you dose mm -hmm. by body weight. Well, as soon as I, <laughs> I had two bottles of this sitting on the counter at home, three hours away, nobody was available from, you know, to get it and bring it, so I had to, the only time I left Shirley's side, I was gone about 18 hours, and I went home, got the stuff, uh, finally got back to the hospital, and we started putting this in and doing, actually, this is when I, I brought the entirety of Shirley's Law to bear. Up until then, I'd been doing bits and pieces, and, and some of it you, I just couldn't do. I mean, she was unconscious in and out of the ICU in, those, in the first month. She was spent 34 days in the ICU on four different occasions. We'd get her stable, get her out on the floor, boom, trip another heart attack, and in we go again. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, <laughs> when we, we got past the three-day point and Shirley was doing fine that way, we knew that something good was going on. Now, we're, there came a moment after the third heart attack, uh, and I'm in heart attacks two and three. I'm the first one to sure. I was the only one in the room with her. Uh, and you remember what I said about the first heart attack. They tried to throw me out. Well, yeah. from, from then Understandable. on. Understandable. I, I, <laughs> heart attacks two, three, and four. My position was into the bed. Left foot into the bed belonged to Craig. And nobody ever said <laughs> boo about me. I became part of her Code 500 team. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What an outstanding story, Craig. <laughs> it really is. And you really have saved her. Uh, you had her with you for a very, very long time. because, And it really was because of you. I would say it's because of love. Well, definitely has a lot to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what happened yeah. is after we got Shirley Stable, after the third heart attack, I go out, we had some a real nice fountain area on the hospital grounds, private and all that, and I had a very short conversation with God. And when I stood up to go back in this place, everything was in my head that I needed to do to get her stable enough to go home, which is what she wanted. Because twice, twice in this ordeal, <laughs> and Shirley's a strong-willed lady, and she told me, said, don't you let me die in this place. And I said, okay. And, well, after I got this download, <laughs> I walk into the hospital like I own the place. We have a brand new ICU nurse. I did, her name is Carmen. I said, Carmen, you know, get Dr. Gutzel, the guy who became the primary care physician every day. I said, and it was Saturday, his day off. I said, I want him here as fast as humanly possible. And 
<laughs> to his credit again, he, in 45 minutes, he was sitting at the end of the bed, he closed the door, and I got this nurse and this doctor sitting at the end of the bed. Shirley is conscious, lucid, not in pain, but back on the... <sighs> yeah. Quite, quite a story. And the book is called, Is It Possible? How is it possible? How is it possible? Yeah. How is it possible? Well, let me and tell you. It the, is possible. Yeah. Well, the, the final part of this part of the story, I demanded and was given complete control of her care from that moment on. For the next five weeks, I was her doctor. And when we were about a week away from finally getting her stable enough, I ordered uh, another blood test. I wanted to know the status of the MRSA before we got out of this place where I had access to everything. And the, the lab report that came in, in the hands of this doctor who walked in with a smile from ear to ear, and he read the lab report, and it said they could not find even a trace anywhere in her still critically ill body, and we're still in the place where she contracted this in the first place. Yeah. That's the power of Shirley's Law that I that got. Is, that is the power, and all of that information is in the book. And yes. we'll be promoting the book on the HealthWise website. Thank you. We'll do a whole informational sheet on it. It'll have your picture on it. And I know that people will be very, very interested in learning more. And that's really in the book because you've said a whole mouthful in this actually hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so much had... for our two half-hour show system. It, uh, <laughs> this new format is much better. Yeah. Well, I, I well, want we you. All right, I'd yeah. like both of you to know, and and all the folks listening. I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity to share. Well, we are very well, honored to have you on with all of this information, which is just outstanding. And you well, know, I'm not done to... yet. Oh, well, done? we'll have you back, man. We gotta have you back because there's we'll a whole bunch of questions. Back. I'm. I'm <laughs> You know, it, it's it's always a pleasure having somebody that um, I, I present things in a little bit different perspective from you. And it, it's the nice thing about this show is we have a lot of respect for each other's opinions. Yeah, right. And the way you tell things appeals to a part of our listening audience. And part of the reason I interject is because I know there's a listening audience that listens to the way I speak and and sharing those stories and, and the parallels that the audience has to see is that what we're telling you is the same thing. You know, the reason I shared that story about my child, it's exactly the same thing that you have. Yeah. And it's to open people up. The, the, the yeah. medical system isn't bad. <laughs> right. It can be better. And they, yeah. they, they do actually listen to you. I'm living mm -hmm. proof of it. And, and Craig's wife is listening, living proof of it, but you have to take control of your own friggin' life. You yeah. have to show them that you know that you're capable of making the decisions on your own. Well, one of the things that I also suggest to anyone dealing with a hospital circumstance and a loved one, if they're not willing to step up the way that you and I are, which yeah. is totally okay, all right? And again, this is a bizarre environment when this happens. Yeah. Get a nurse advocate, yeah. all right? She yeah. will be able to understand all the medical. See, but every once in a while, I'd have to grab a darn doctor and say, look, put this in English for me. Yeah. All right, because they're used to doing that with other medical professionals, and I try to respect that, but I didn't give a flip because it was my wife, and I wanted to know. Good, and, good for yeah. you. 
yeah. You do have those rights, folks. Like, you have a right to question oh, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, everything and, and, a doctor and, prescribes to you, just because they give you something, if 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 you just take it and start taking it, and it de- you develop a whole bunch of side effects from it, that's as much your fault as it is the doctor's. Well, because you're, you have, it's again, your responsibility to know what you're putting in your mouth. Right. Well, you have to have control of that, questions. too. And, and by the way, Greg, and if you I can't, have written, if, if your doctor I, can't answer those questions, find another doctor. That's yes. the first way. A doctor always, prescribes you something, you can't, mm-hmm. he can't explain to you what that drug does and all the possible side effects from it. Get yourself another doctor. Uh, they all have the same side effects anyway. It really what, is. doctors? <laughs> on that yeah. prescription sheet, it's all the yeah. same side effects on all of it. Anyway, Craig, I have to tell you that it has been our delight to have you, yes. and I have written some notes about what you said, and I'm going to look them up on the Internet. I think it was very, very informative, uh, a very exceptional way of dealing with things the way you did it, and I thought it was just a, a wonderful and terrific program, and I hope everyone got a hell of a lot out of it because I sure as hell did. And as far as I know, I've been in this field for 50 years. And let me tell you, I'm still learning because we're all learning and we're all learning to take care of ourselves. And hopefully this program is a learning experience for everyone. And with that, I'm going to thank our very interesting and fantastic and amazing guest, Greg Carroll, with his book, How Is It Possible? Go up to the website and take a look at it, folks. And with my very outstanding co-host, Bill Mackey, who's been through a hell and back, we're going to close the show off. I want to thank everyone, and I hope everyone is going to have a fantastic week until we talk again. And everyone, be blessed until we meet again. <laughs>